Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Monday the 9th of December coming up. Church vandalised during break-in. The window here that's been broken was installed in 1903. It survived two world wars, uh, but sadly not this attack. Dozens join forces to tackle racism. It's only a small minority who, who carry out those attacks and we need to make sure that everybody knows that. And Gillingham celebrate win over Sunderland. The scenes afterwards are reminding me of some special days I've had and I looked down to the Rainham end and they were on top of him as well so it was a great way to win again. Kent Online News. First today, a man's been taken to hospital after reportedly setting himself on fire outside a pub in Chislehurst. Police and paramedics were called to the high street near the Queen's Head last night. He's in a critical condition. A man's been stabbed in broad daylight near a Christmas Atmosphere in Thanet. Armed police and paramedics were called to Crescent Road in Birchington yesterday afternoon and officers taped off an area near the junction with Station Road and Eastfield Road. The victim was flown to a London hospital where he's in a stable condition. One man's been arrested. Two people have been arrested by counter-terrorism officers in Dover. The 32-year-old man and 31-year-old woman were detained on suspicion of preparing to commit terrorism offences and funding and supporting terrorism. Police say it's not linked to the London Bridge knife attack, which left two people dead last month. Meantime, a murderer from Kent who helped tackle the terrorist on London Bridge has been moved to a different prison after receiving death threats. James Ford is serving life behind bars for killing 21-year-old Amanda Champion in Ashford 16 years ago. The 42-year-old was initially hailed a hero when he confronted the knifeman last month, but it's understood there are now fears for his safety. Kent Online reports. Thousands of pounds worth of damage has been done to a church in Medway following an overnight break-in. Nicola has the details. Thieves smashed a stained glass window to get into St Margaret's in Raynham over the weekend. The Sunday morning service had to be cancelled after the damage was discovered. Around £200 had been stolen from the collection box and CCTV was also taken. Well, Christina's been finding out more from Nathan Ward, who's the vicar there. So I first found out that the church had been burgled at 20 to 8 on Sunday morning and it was a great shame really. Uh, we needed to cancel our morning services uh, but actually we managed to get back on our feet by the evening. There's been an awful lot of damage within the church. I mean, the window here that's been broken was installed in 1903. It survived two world wars, uh, but sadly not this attack. Um, And actually very little was taken. We don't carry a lot of cash in the church. overnight at all and it gets banked straight away as well so they've got away with very little but caused a lot of damage and obviously i think um you know a lot of people this unfortunately you know there is a rise in crime but having a church targeted and not just the only one in the area it's been one of a few that's been targeted and like you said it's been it's more the damage than anything you know Surely the congregation and you guys yourself must be quite, taken quite personally, I suppose. Uh, we, we do take these things personally, but we've been serving this community for over 900 years. And actually our bottom line is, if they needed something, they just needed to come and ask. And actually it would be great to catch up with them and help them actually, because this isn't the best way of life for them. And if there's anything we can do to support them, we'd be more than willing to do that. We bear no ill. 
so um yeah i can see now there's kind of a great that over the window is this uh something that is going to stay to, to protect them in the future. So the grates were actually here before the burglary and actually they took them off and in doing so they've damaged the stonework um, of a grade one listed building. So we've managed to replace it but in the meantime, literally within 24 hours, we've upgraded our security systems, our CCTVs now uh, being recorded to the cloud and we're improving our physical security as well. And in terms of the window, obviously, as you said, it's been here for more than a hundred years. It's got a, a, a real history, it's a real integral part of, of the church. What's going to, to happen to this window now? So we're working very closely with our insurance company and looking at how we might be able to get that restored to its former beauty. It'll never be quite the same, but hopefully, uh, all things being well, we'll get it back in action as soon as possible. And obviously I see it's quite busy in the church today, so will you be back open resuming services um, as normal? Yeah, we're back open, uh, back in business as normal and welcoming the community. And at the end of this week, we open our Christmas tree festival, which for the first time has got a Santa's grotto in it. Meantime, a group of people in Medway have joined forces in a bid to tackle racism following a spate of attacks on places of worship. More than 70 have signed an open letter in support of religious groups who've been targeted it comes after graves at a synagogue on Rochester High Street were vandalised, which police later said was a hate crime. It's also emerged the construction site of a new mosque in Gillingham was set alight. Keelan's been chatting to Steve Wilkins, who's part of the group, on KMTV. Well, Stand Up to Racism is part of a national organisation, which is, as, as the name says, is about fighting racism. So we, Medway Trade Union Council, actually formed the group and it's now an independent group which is about dealing with all aspects of racism as they occur. And I mentioned there's been some attacks on places of worship, tell us a little bit about those and what impact that's had on Medway. Well the, there was a, a, a vandal attack on the burial ground at Chatham Memorial Synagogue back in October and that was followed by uh, an arson attack on the construction site where the new mosque is being built in R Railway Street. I mean, there wasn't too much damage done there, but it, but uh, everything points to that that being uh, being a racist attack. The synagogue themselves have said that uh, the the attack on the burial ground was one of a whole number of incidents that they've had in the past. And what do you hope that uh, the Stand Up to Racism group here in Midway will be able to achieve? Well, we, I mean, part of what we're trying to do is to show that, that anti-racists are the majority, that actually that for people who are being attacked, you know, that they have support and the message to the people who are racist and the perpetrators and their supporters of those attacks, that they are a minority and that we are going to oppose them. What do you feel like these, the sense of community is in Medway at the moment with regards to the response to these various attacks? I, I think, I mean, as I said, I, I think we're the majority. So I think most people are appalled at these sorts of attacks. Uh, and it's only a small minority who, who carry out those attacks. And we need to make sure that uh, everybody knows that. And if people want to get part, uh, take part in the group, how can they do so? Um, we, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us... Uh, online 
uh, the, I say we're part of the national organisation. It's, it's all there. Contact them, contact us, please do. Kent Online News. Now with just days to go until we vote in the general election, an 84-year-old man has reportedly been shouted at and pushed while out campaigning for Labour in Hearn Bay. The party say he was physically and verbally abused by a woman on William Street on Saturday morning as he tried to gather support for local candidate Coral Jones. Police say they haven't been told about it. Search and rescue boats have been out looking for the body of missing Kent mum Sarah Wellgreen over the weekend. Teams were sent to an area of water in Dartford following a tip-off from a member of the public, but they didn't find anything. Sarah's former partner, 39-year-old Ben Lacomba from New Ash Green, was jailed for life for her murder in October, but has refused to reveal where her body is. A woman's admitted starting two fires at flats near Maidstone. Natasha Turner started laughing as she appeared in court via video link, accused of torching the properties on Kingfisher Road in Larkfield in September. The 48-year-old who lives on the same street will be sentenced in February. A motorcyclist has been injured following a crash on the M25. A number of vehicles collided on the clockwise carriageway near Junction 5 for Sevenoaks just after half five this morning. The motorway was closed for an hour and a half. The bikers not thought to be seriously hurt. Kent Online reports. Drones are going to be used to track migrants making the dangerous journey across the channel to Kent. They're going to be deployed along the coastline from Eastbourne in Sussex to Margate. Last week alone, more than 100 people risked their lives crossing the water in small boats. A motorcyclist wants to hear from anyone who saw a crash she was involved in on the A2 as she can't remember what happened. 33-year-old Jade Nicholson says her memory's been affected by the collision near Cobham last Wednesday morning. She was travelling London-bound when she crashed with a blue van. It's thought the driver stopped briefly before continuing his journey. It's been revealed Kent has the third highest number of private school pupils in the country. According to research by the Knowledge Academy, almost 21,000 children are being educated at the 57 private schools in the county. Surrey had the highest number, followed by Hertfordshire. A Seven Oaks animal charity is urging people to stop buying micro pigs. The warning comes after Animates rescued five-week-old piglet Wilbur. The tiny pig had been moved between three homes before the charity got involved. He'll now stay at the sanctuary in Ash for the rest of his life. Workers at the charity say the pigs are often removed from their mother too early and pet owners can get a shock if the cute piggy turns out to be a different breed and grows into a full-sized hog. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham have climbed to 14th in the League One table after beating Sunderland at the weekend. It was a tense match at Priestfield with both sides getting goals disallowed. But the Jules ended up winning 1-0 after Connell Ogilvie scored a minute from the end. Manager Steve Evans is pretty pleased with the result. I thought we dominated the play. We're fortunate we've looked back at the video and the, and the still picture as well. Brandon's header is clearly over the line. Assistant referee doesn't give it. We've hit the woodwalk a couple of times. So we said to the players at half-time, we're pleased with this, but I just thought we were a bit... If you were measuring it in percentage terms, perhaps 10% below the way we were against Doncaster in terms of quality into the final third of movement. I thought we improved in the second half. I thought we started winning the bits. And then we were, apart from probably one white shot, which is a good block, and he just goes wide. Chalowake is a drive that just goes wide. Their goal was a clear foul on Jack Bonham. I didn't see the foul at the time. I must admit, I think they scored. The fourth official immediately turned to me and said, Steve, no goal. 
and, and Sunderland fans and players and staff are still celebrating. He said, no goal, clear foul, assistant referee said three to referee, he'll go, and next thing I look, and the referee's going to go, so I knew there was no goal. With our instruction to the players is, often we might have to go to the very end, because this is a team that's fighting for, fighting for themselves, aren't they? They're fighting yeah. for Sunderland Football Club, they're fighting for fans, they're fighting for their own contracts, and, and I must admit, we missed a couple of opportunities across the box and different things. And look, if I'm being honest, the minute it fell to Connor, I thought he could score. For a centre-back or playing left-back for us now, he has got, as we see, I think, most weeks in open play now, he's got fantastic ability, he's got great desire, and when he spins, he's not going to worry about people flying in to challenge him, tackles, boots coming, studs up. That's what happens in the, in the tightness of the penalty box. I expect him to score, but I probably didn't expect him to put it in the top bag. And they puts it in the top corner. Then the scenes afterwards are reminded me of some special days I've had. I've turned round just to walk back and have a drink of water, and all my substitutes and, and, and staff are running past me. And, um, and, and I looked down to the Rainham end, and they were on top of him as well. So it was a great way to win again. Gillingham are travelling to take on Fleetwood Town in the league on Saturday. Meantime, tickets to see them take on West Ham in the FA Cup will go on sale tomorrow. The third round match at Priestfield on Sunday the 5th of January will be live on TV thanks to BT Sport. Anyone who went to the second round game against Doncaster will get a discount. Elsewhere, it was disappointing weekend for Dover. They lost 2-0 at home to Boreham Wood in the National League. Boss Andy Hessenthaler said it could have been far worse. <laughs> I don't know where, where we're going, to be honest, after that. Um, so I just said there, me and Chairman talking here, we can serve up some real good performances and but we can serve up some absolute awful performances. And, you know, that was that, man, awful. They were first to the first of everything, weren't they? First, second balls. More desire to win the game, deserve to win the game. Could have won by more. Um, so speechless, really. Um, boys in there would. Well, it wasn't a shouting match or anything like that in there. But we can't serve that performance up and, you know, I don't know what it is at the moment. Uh, too many players just are too inconsistent. And if you're inconsistent in any job you do, you're going you're gonna to have problems. And, uh, and that's, that's pretty much sums it up. We're so inconsistent at the moment. Um, I know we've got the two games in hand, but that's at Barrow and Halifax. So, uh, um, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. Tough day to take, really, and um, this, we've, you know, we, we've emphasised with them about the, the next period, which is the Christmas period, which is important. Um, and, you know, this is the start of it. I know we've got the trophy next week, but. Yeah, I don't really know what to say to us too much. And in cricket, Kent's Tammy Beaumont scored a century for England's women as they eased to victory in the first one-day international of their series with Pakistan. Heather Knight's side hit 284 for six before bowling the opposition out for 209 to win by 75 runs in Kuala Lumpur. It means they're 1-0 up with two more games to play. That's it for now, but for more news throughout the day, you can head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can try. This is the Kent Online Podcast.